What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Daily Show, where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week, and uh, we start another one right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. The movie Smile. This film costs $17 million to make. It is approaching $100 million in revenue. Very rare, okay, where a movie will open up. It's a low-budget thriller like this. Be number one, and then in week two, hang on for number one in U.S. markets. But that's exactly what happened. Um, isn't really a big time for movies right now. Not a lot of, uh, big movies that are out. No blockbusters. We're not to that point yet. So they put this out at the right time. You have one name in it, Bacon and not Kevin. Sosie, who's terrific actress. She did great. Sosie Bacon is the lead. I went there to see this film and it was terrifying. And I'm the only person who thought it was because I'm sitting there in a row of audience members and I get up and go, oh my God, that was so scary. And they're like, yeah, whatever. They were laughing in my face. Uh, I see Linda is in attendance right now. She says, I was scared too. So maybe it was just you and I. Uh, Linda was uh, in the, uh, in these seats, um, she was like hiding behind her knees. These are the type of seats that you could like put up a little, um, uh, put, put up the footrest. you know, great seats, great, great, uh, theater. Oh my God. And, uh, she's hiding behind her knees. When I was watching the film, I was squinting at key moments when I thought something was going to jump out at me. See how I am right now. If you're listening to the audio podcast, just picture me squinting. I was like, I would have one eye closed and the other one just barely open, waiting for something to jump out of me. And then boom, Uh, Amanda says, was I right? Was the movie stupid? I don't think so. I don't think it was stupid at all. I think they did a hell of a job on that film. It did what it was intended to do. It thrilled me and scared the shit out of me. So for that reason, um, is fantastic, right? I uh, I typically do not like these types of films. In fact, I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there and go home and try to put this all behind me. Doesn't help that the day before I tried getting into uh, Dahmer, the uh, monster, the um, dramatization of all of the murders that Jeffrey Dahmer had uh, committed on, on Netflix, and um, I can't do it. I made it through one episode and half of the second one. And it was unbelievable and too much, just too damn much. Um, the, I don't know, uh, the, the simple fact that this all happened is so much. And, uh, and you, okay. 
I don't know, in any of the scenes, like it opens up with uh, him getting busted and, uh, and then it kind of works backwards and bounces around a little bit. But the idea of um, one of the guys who he's trying to make a victim, it takes a long time. And there's a lot of like glances and silence and terror. And, and um, I, I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm getting old. I could not, I could not do it. I had to, I had to bail on it. Now there's also another one on Netflix about conversations with um, Jeffrey Dahmer, um, uh, some lawyer who was trying to build a case for him back in the day, um, recorded all of that. And it's now been released. That actually I found interesting. Um, not so much, at least I have up to this point. Uh, well, the, the film I thought was interesting. I just, I, I'm triggered, man. I can't do it. Um, the idea that Jeffrey Dahmer in real life, some of those victims, he would take a drill and drill a hole into their head while they're, and they're alive. They're, they're, they're drugged. He'd drill a hole in their head and then put like a funnel in the hole and pour acid into their brain. And a couple of the people like survived that. One guy woke up and he goes, oh, God, I got a headache. I'm not kidding you. In the Wikipedia entry, it actually says he woke up and said, oh, God, I got a, I got a headache with acid pouring out of his head. The worst. Okay, anyway, back to Smile. Um, okay, it was myself, Maureen, Linda, Stu McAllister, Ben, Adam Balboa, and Joe Pellerito. Hey, what's up? All right, let's go in. We see we uh, start watching this movie, and um, I don't want to give anything away, but that's how you... Um, I think this story has kind of been... Um, uh, it's an old story. I guess the film The Ring is somewhat like this, and there have been other films that have had this basic premise, but I've never seen those. There's no way in hell I'm going to see those movies. Um, but, all right. Ben started out on a bad foot because he brought his popcorn bucket and uh, he got in line and then he learned, oh yeah, this is expired. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, whatever. A few days late. Uh, we get in there and then the movie takes place and it's petrifying. But again, I'm a lightweight. Linda and I, we stand up and everybody else stands up and they're all like, this sucked. This was garbage. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Oh my God. Great movie. If you like the shit scared out of you and you like to be thrilled. And it's done very well. Like I said, in the box office. And the ratings are great on this thing. People love this movie. All right. So that was a big part of the weekend for your old pal Eric Zane. But not the only part. Hell no. I am now turning uh, on this show from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio to the gross portion of the show. Now let me just get out in front of this. I'm going to try to do my best to uh, walk the fine line between gross and funny. But as we get into the weekend, uh, the NFK, my dear brother-in-law, 
Uh, you know, he got that piece of mail. Uh, it was a uh, test to determine if there is blood in your number two. And there's a particular uh, way that you do this. They send you this kit. And, uh, you know, it, it's not the uh, most pleasant thing in the world. But then you send what you uh, produce back. And I'll get into that in a second. And then they determine your health. Now, um, Diana and I have done the full court press on trying to get her brother as healthy as possible. Uh, lots of doctor visits. And now we're working the dentist into this. This is a gentleman who has never, ever taken care of himself. And, um, well, um, this is the last surviving relative and he lives here with us. So we got to make sure. I mean, basically this is what it is. Diana says, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Kevin, if you want to live here, you got to play by our rules. And the one rule is you're going to the doctor. Okay, great. So we've been aggressively pursuing this and that's appropriate. Uh, the amount of care that we have to give him, um, he, uh, you know, needs some, he needs a little TLC. And, uh, so he gets in the mail, this, um, little kit to collect the doo-doo. And it isn't like you just take a whole turd and mail it. Uh, it's pretty simple. Um, I've had to do this before. Uh, he, he gets it and he opens it up and uh, he goes, yeah. So he's, he's looking at it and, um, Actually, it was on Sunday. It was yesterday in the morning. For some reason, he just thinks, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. So uh, now I haven't yet, we haven't yet committed to getting the sample, which is going to require some assistance, I'm predicting. And uh, he gets up and he gets the package and uh, he takes the instructions, which is key, and uh, throws them away. And then he takes all of these things that he doesn't know what the fuck to do with them. And uh, one of them is a piece of uh, gauze. And we don't, I don't know the purpose of the gauze. And he goes, without knowing, he uh, holds the gauze in front of me. He goes, so I just wipe with this and mail it. And I go, uh, well, I don't know. Now there's all sorts of components to this. There's a vial with um, a, uh, an, uh, a lid that you open and there's a, a wand on it and, there's, there's all sorts of components that we, n none of us have any idea what. I have an idea because I've done this test, but not much of an idea because I haven't read the instructions. So um, we're sitting there and uh, he, he goes, yeah, I think I'll just do this now. And uh, so he's getting ready to just take the gauze and wipe his ass with it. And that couldn't be further from what you really have to do. And he has no clue. And I go, well, wait a minute. Um, can I take a look at that? So I, there's a piece of gauze. There's a piece of uh, paper similar to the type of paper that you would find like uh, on an exam table at the doctor's. That type of uh, crinkly. And it's cut perfectly. Rectangular in shape. There's the vial. Uh, there is a plastic bag with a biohazard label on it and an envelope. I go, where are the instructions? I don't know. So uh, he's thrown them away. Uh, I find them and I go, okay, uh, hang right here. Uh, I start reading. And uh, one of the things Amanda makes your old pal Eric laugh with, did he wipe with the instructions? Fuck. 
Um, Jesse says, I wonder how many NFKs living alone just ignore instructions and send back used toilet paper. That's funny. Holy shit. You guys are on a roll today. Um, so I, I take a look at the instructions and, uh, as suspected, well, first of all, it says, um, this is perishable. If you, uh, collect your sample, it has to be, you have to collect your sample on the day that you mail it. And, um, so I go, well, we can't do this today. And he goes, why? I go, it's Sunday. So I go, well, mail doesn't come on Sunday. Oh, um, the way you do this is you go into the restroom, you put down the paper that's, uh, cut to shape. That's like the exam table, uh, paper and it lays on top of the water. Uh, you, you do your business and then you uh, crack open this container and the, the lid has a little, um, uh, wand on it. And there's specific instructions to do what you need to do and then take it and put it back into the container, which has a liquid in it, which preserves it for the, uh, for the mailing. That's it. I think I've done a fairly good job of couching the specifics. Okay. I explained this to him on Sunday. I go, so this is what we'll do, Kevin. Uh, I'll, I'll help you. And, uh, you know, I know your hands don't work like mine. So if you want, I can take care of all you have to do is do your, your, what you're supposed to do. And I will handle the rest. It's up to you. You tell me how you want to work this. I said, or if you think there's part of this, you can manage, you just let me know and I'll take care of it. Uh, I just had a terrible feeling that he's standing out in front of the door. Hang on. All right. So, um, there's a, I see, right. Uh, uh, Maureen says, I hope you gown up and wear um, gloves. I, I should have put gloves on him. You're right. God. And I should have had gloves on too, but I didn't expect this. Okay. So, um, he doesn't do well. His fingers and hands are a little wonky, but he's, he's un, I'm under the impression that he can uh, hold this wand like I am and just uh, reach in there and do the old uh, uh, hell of a good ranch dip with the wand. And then that, you know, then, then it's good to go. I'm confident. And he goes, I don't want you to have to do that. I want to do that. And then I go, this is your call, buddy. If you feel like you can do that, you can do that. Uh, but we'll do it when we're in the same room. Like if I'm down here getting Diana's lunch ready and you suddenly have to go number two, let me know and I'll help you get started and then we'll figure this out. 
there's really nothing pressing, you know, it's just if we happen to be in the same place at the same time, I don't want you to have to be stressing about it. So sure enough, today comes around and he's like, Hey, I got, I got to go. I go. Okay, perfect. I put the uh, paper in the toilet and I go, okay, see ya. And, uh, what happens happens. And then the door opens. Now, again, all he's had to do is take the little wand because I'm holding the container with the solution in it. And then he's going to come out and we're going to put it in there. He comes out of the bathroom and, um, he was successful, but I'm not sure how he managed to do it, but there's actual doo-doo on, on his fingers, which what, what he's holding on to is now it's, it's everywhere. It's on his fingers, his fingernails, his fingertips, his hand. And I'm like, did you reach in there with your hand and just put it on like fucking clay? All you have to do is touch it. It's, it's simple. And I'm like, fuck me. And I go, uh, okay, don't move. Don't move. Um, I put out a thing, a paper towel, and I go, drop it on there. Just drop it. And he goes, he's like putting it on. I go, just let go of it. Just let go of it. He lets go of it. I go, go wash your hands. I then put, I then put my gloves on. And, uh take what I needed to take and put it in there. And I'm like, Oy vey. Oh my God. And, um, the problem is he got more than enough. So the opening is like a millimeter opening on the container with the solution inside. And the wand has much more than a millimeter wide amount of uh, poo-poo. So when you put it in there, it like it's like overflowing out of the container. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? It's kind of like when you would do Play-Doh in the, um, uh, you know, you, you, you push the thing down and then the Play-Doh comes out, but it also shoots out the sides of where, like, the shape of the Play-Doh shape. That's, that's what's happening. It's like Play-Doh with shit. Uh, um, Sarah says, of course he got more than enough. So I go, yeah, dude, go, go wash your hands. Um, and I, now then that gauze that he thought you have to wipe your ass with, uh, no, you just wrap the sample in that, um, put these, uh, De- the, there's like an information packet you put on the biohazard bat. I, I did it all perfectly. It was all done expertly and uh, it's all good. It's all, it's all now it's in the mailbox as we speak. Oh my God. Uh, Linda says to her, her sister, Maureen, you better hope you are never incapacitated and need this done. I won't be there to help. Look, I said that too. I said that too at one point in my life. Never in my life did I dream I would be on the business end of 
yesterday's Hot Pockets. Never, ever. But I don't know, man. You just have to. There's, there's nothing more loving than taking care of uh, someone in your life. That this is the ultimate. This is, um, this helps me balance the universe because when I'm on this podcast every day, telling everybody to fuck off, um, you know, those are negative heaven points. I'm losing heaven points when I do that, but I pick up heaven points at various spots throughout the day when things like this happen, you know? And, um, you know, ultimately I've often said that I just want to be on the practice squad. All right. Here. When it comes to going to heaven, I want to be on the heaven practice squad. Jesus. All right. The lions suck dick again. Okay, after they blew the Minnesota game weeks ago, 10-point lead with 10 minutes left, they would have been 2-1 and one at that point. But they forgot how to play football, lose that to go to 1-2. and two. Uh, Last week, I don't remember what the hell happened last week. Oh, they gave up all those points, but they scored a bunch of points against Seattle, and they lose 48-45. to 45. Score Agami. So then going into this week, they're one and three. So is New England, one and three. But everybody's like, ah, boy, we got to figure out this defense. The offense is humming. The offense is scoring machine. They're the number one offense in the NFL, man. They got this. Offense is great. Um, The absolute letdown. I mean, it's, it's really bad when you lose 48 to 45. And then the next game is a letdown. You would think that the last week was the biggest letdown. No, 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 no. Uh, you go into New England and you lose 29 to zero. 29, nothing. Lions were like 16 and a half dogs, I think, in Foxborough. Uh, New England's starting their third string quarterback, a rookie by the name of Bailey Zappi. Unbelievable name there. Bailey Zappi. The thing about Bailey Zappi is the guy is no slouch. First of all, he looked great against the Lions. Everybody looks great against the Lions. Some running back no one's ever heard of put up like a buck 50 on him. My God. Uh, this Zappi dude, by the way, he Bailey Zappi, is the most prolific passer in one season in the history of college football. Uh, his senior year, he beat Joe Burrow's single-season yardage record. In 14 college football games at Western Kentucky, Bailey Zappi threw for just under 6,000 yards. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Just under 6,000 yards, 62 touchdown passes his senior year. That is an average of uh, north of 460 yards a game. Uh, you're, you're playing garbage teams, but who cares? It doesn't matter. But a lot of players that came from uh, small-time schools and gone on to had 
all of Hall of Fame careers. Friggin' Walter Payton went to some historically black college. I think it was Jackson State. And I mean, seriously, one of the best ever. My point is, Bailey Zappi is no slouch. And so, of course, yesterday was his big coming out party because New, New England's got a bunch of hurt quarterbacks. So he shows up and just fucking kills the Lions. Doesn't take much to kill the Lions. Jesus, that was embarrassing. They There may be some firings this year. There may be some firings if you do something like that. Oh, shit. Kenny says, Eric, mail doesn't run today. Just an FYI. Ah, oh, fuck. You're right. Columbus Day. Went through all of that for nothing. I hope it's okay. Damn. Now I feel like an idiot. Fuck. I might have to call those folks at the, um, at the, and get like another test sent. Imagine if I have to do all of this again. (laughs) Oh no. Oh, thank you though for telling me. If it's kept refrigerated, it might be okay. Tyler says, Hmm. Back to the lines. The, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, people are starting to jump ship big time. I mean, I didn't expect them to win anything this year, but this it's getting worse. They are actually regressing. The top draft pick, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, since that Washington game is nowhere to be found. Uh, the offense stinks. The defense stinks. Uh, I shouldn't say the offense stinks. They they did not stink until the most recent game, but my God. Oh, so bad. Dan Campbell now, in uh, from last year to this year, he's won four games, lost 17, <clears throat> and tied one. So this is getting really ugly really quick. And now they go into the uh, bye week, so they don't play this next week, and that allows for more time for this to percolate. So this is just really starting to suck. Oh, my God. Gruesome. Uh, Hope your fantasy teams are doing okay. Mine did all right. The guy I'm taking on is a dude named Ian. And uh, his quarterback for this week is uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater, on the first play of the game, um, he got hurt. So that's a that's a disaster. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to win that game. He has one player remaining that on today's Monday night game, and I have Kansas City's defense who play tonight. He has a player on the Chiefs. It's got to be close. I think I can win though, unless this guy I don't even know what the hell he is uh, has a really great game. But um, I'm loving this. I feel like with. Fantasy football, I have just been... I knew I would fall in love with this. I knew it. And sure enough, I am... Oh, my God, is it great. The problem is our league has way too many teams. We have 20 teams in our league. Now, the guy who put the league together is Chris in Minnesota. I don't know anything about fantasy football. 
at least when we put the league together. I don't know why he made it a 20-league team. Because when you have a 20, I'm sorry, a 20-team league, when you have a 20-team league, that gives you no room to pick up players. There, there, there's like nothing on the waiver wire. And every, I mean, every player is drafted. So that's just really weird. Um, so I cannot believe he agreed. Yeah, let's do 20 teams. Why did you do that? Why didn't you do 10? Or we could have two teams or two leagues with 10 in each. Ram says the league is good. You have to work the waiver wire. There, There's no good players on the waiver wire, dumbass. There are, the, the waiver wire is full of players that are third and fourth string who will not get any touches. There's nothing on the waiver wire. Cole writes 14 teams max, 12 is ideal. By the way, I have Jared Goff as my backup. And if anybody wants him, I'm dealing. But I need a running back. All right? Um, because Rashad uh, Penny just got injured, and that's my back. The waiver wire has no one. It has Craig Reynolds from the Lions. From the Lions. He is the third string back. So I, I, I'm I, trying to trade Goff for Ezekiel Elliott. Someone, I forgot who did, uh, reached out to me and said, I will give you Ezekiel Elliott and another player for Goff. And then he rescinded the trade. I wasn't going to consider it at the time, but now I will. Now I'm going to do that trade. I'll give you straight up Goff for Elliott. Shit. All right. Uh, Tyler says, is the Seahawks backup running back available? No one is available. Our waiver wire sucks. All right. Here's here's the waiver wire. Craig Reynolds, Jay Jackson, the fourth string running back from the Lions, and Indianapolis, D. Jackson. That's it. Three backs. In the whole damn league. And none of these players are rostered. Craig Reynolds, 1% rostered last week. Jay Jackson, 0% rostered last week. D. Jackson, 1% rostered last week. Our league sucks, and it's all Chris in uh, Minnesota's fault. He built a league that has too many teams. It doesn't surprise me. He's kind of a dumbass. Sorry, Chris. All right. Uh, race donations for my big race with Mike Ball. We are down to the nitty gritty. This is um, taper week, I guess. I didn't. It's hard to taper when you've been tapering for like four weeks, which is what I've been doing. Uh, I had a long run yesterday, my final long run of uh, nine miles at race pace, which for me, the goal is nine minutes a mile. That's a lot faster than last year. Last year, the goal, I mean, I did, ran it like 1030 a mile. It was shit. Um, so in my run yesterday, um, it was terrible because I, I got the first three miles done and then I felt lightheaded. And like low blood sugar. So uh, I got, I said, I got to get this workout in. Uh, this is the last one before the race. Last big one. 
last big distance one. Went inside and uh, I shoved like a pound of candy corn in my mouth and peanuts. And then I ate like four clementine oranges. Took a break, about five minutes. Went back out. Got three more miles in. Came back, ate more oranges and more candy corn. I don't think that in the runner's handbook does it say anything about eating handfuls of candy corn to fuel you, but yet I did it. And uh, I got the workout in. I actually felt fine after. Legs a little crispy. Um, That's the thing. I have missed enough long runs. I was doing great till about week 12. And then I started missing long runs. Camping. um, And eating. So... When I got to about mile eight yesterday, I felt great. And then by the time I got done to mile nine, got done with mile nine, in that mile, I was like, all right, I'm done. And I can feel it. So I predict pain. I predict by mile 10 in this race, I'm going to be like, fuck, I am ready to get this done. This is really starting to get uncomfortable. So then I've got, you know, another half hour of really uncomfortable running. That's what I predict is going to happen. I'll be like, fuck, this is terrible. And I can promise you if Mike ball has the problems that he says he's been having and he happens to be behind me, I will be looking over my shoulder every other step. There's a couple spots on that course where you can get a long, you can see a long ways back. There's like a, we uh, run on top of a super fun site. Not even kidding. It's a toxic waste dump, and um, they've buried it. And you're you're actually running on the toxic waste dump. You can't smell anything. It's just an open field. And you can see long distances behind you to see if anybody's behind you. I'll be like, I'll be like looking for them. And then if I don't see them, I'm just going to walk. I just, holy shit. Um. So, dude, Mike insists that he is physically in trouble. All right. He has been having all sorts of problems. I still don't know if I believe him yet. Um, unless he faked his marathon time at the main marathon because he rolled in like north of five hours and 30 minutes. My God. Here's what I'd like you to do because we're doing this. Uh, to raise money for the AT Children's Project. You can see it on the screen, and I'll post it in the show notes of this podcast. And here it is. So if you are enjoying this podcast, click on that link, and um, off you go. If you could, click on that and drop $25 into the bucket of the AT Children's Project. Pick your champion, Eric or Mike. All the directions are on the form and it says, please read every word of this. It says, make your guess in the comments section of your donation comment on who you think will win and by how much time, for example, Eric by 10 seconds or Mike by 45 seconds. Note: do not leave this field empty. You must write your guess in the comments to be considered for a prize. First, second, and third, first closest gets $300. If you pick uh, Mike ball and you are the closest time, you will win $300. Second closest, $200. Third closest, $100. Now, Mike has doubled the purse because when we came up with this, he goes, I'm so confident I'm going to beat you. I'm going to double the purse. I go, well, that's that's very kind of you. Uh, awesome. So if you pick me for some reason, 
by a time and you get fastest or if you get closest in time, you get $600. Oh my God. $400 per second, $200 for third. So there you go. Make more than one bet. Pick one for me, one for Mike. Doesn't matter. Diversify your betting. All right. And it all helps the AT Children's Project. It is a tax-deductible donation to them. So thank you. I'll be uh, dropping this in periodically on the show all this week, helping raise money. The goal is uh, 2000 because Mike Ball himself donated $1,000. And I would guess that right now we're at about 1250 Okay. Um, we probably have, I don't know, 10 people who have uh, made guesses. Somebody is going to have to win this. There is there isn't going to be a possibility where no one wins. Someone will win. All right. So you have pretty good odds right now, and I'll start to give you the breakdown of how many people have uh, bet on Eric and how many people have bet on Mike. Okay, as the week goes on, but um, this is a chance because the odds are so good. Because like I said, not a ton of people have um, have done this. Um, to win some serious cash for your donation. And that is awesome. All right. For folks enjoying the show today on this, the 10th of October, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to send you on your way. Hope you have a great day. If you want the rest of the show, you got to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Go there, sign up with your little username, hit follow, Uh, subscribe with your Amazon prime account on Twitch prime, and then you're all good to go. Okay. It'll let you know when I go live and then you don't have to worry about missing any of the show. When I cut the cord, like I am right now, or if you like, listen to the show after it uh, finishes, I will take the audio and make the audio podcast. Okay. Thank you so much. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine, Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT and YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. As always, you can reach out to me, Eric, at EricZaneShow.com on the Shore Liners Striping Inbox. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Hope you had a great weekend. It, uh, weather-wise was just fantastic. Oh, my God. This is like my, it's an underrated time of year. Because you got the cold mornings and then it's, uh, you know, not bad during the day. Not bad at all. It's temperate. Absolutely great. Uh, stole the show last night with the crispy chicken sandwiches. Uh, it was great. Whole family there. Enjoying the meal. Do you do that family meal once a week as much as you can? We do. We are getting closer to wedding day. This is how it went around the house yesterday. Um, so my job here for this wedding has been write checks. And, um, you know, you plan your whole life for this. So no complaints from me. I'm like, yeah, man, that's, uh, I get it. Uh, I was lucky enough to have, um, uh, so Justin had her, his mom 
is like, oh, well, I'll pay for like the bar bill. She like offered that. I'm like, oh, that is you so don't have to. But that is very kind. I will take you up on that. So there's a little help. No big deal. Um, But this is what it boils down to. They had a um, Jackie and Diana had arranged to have like a program. So you walk in and they hand you the program of who the bridesmaids are, who this is, who that is, you know. <laughs> and I, I admit it's a, it's a kind of a nice touch. Um, so you, you pay a certain amount of money and you have all that printed off. And then you get it. And then um, Diana says, oh, no, it's wrong. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah, we forgot to put this person on. The like, uh, uh, I guess we have a friend, Sherry, um, who is the known as mistress of ceremonies, which I guess you would call the dude a master of ceremonies and the girl a mistress of ceremonies, which sounds like she's a hooker. Her name's not on here. And so Jackie and I are like, you know, we're thinking to ourselves, so what? Oh, we got to have this reprinted. Why? Yeah, well, she might be mad. Oh, and uh, and because uh, we had put down my grandson, Grayson, as the ring bearer. But he's like, I don't want to do it. So now he's not going to be on it. He's down there as, as ring bearer. He's not going to be the ring bearer. So now we have two mistakes. And there's a typo. And uh, so... Jackie's like, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, Jackie's like, I don't want dad to have to spend money on this. And and ja, uh, Diana says, well, it's just $200. Now, first of all, that attitude, I'm like, well, I mean, so are you telling me just light money on fire? I go, I, I am more than willing to uh, keep my mouth shut and be as accommodating as uh, as possible on every level of this, except this. And then Jacqueline says, and it's not going to cost $200. It's going to cost much more than that. We got all sorts of discounts when we got that. And uh, so it's going to cost a lot more than $200 to get this all reprinted. I go, and and just because, I mean, no, just it's either don't use the one you have or spend the extra money and get it reprinted. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm kind of annoyed with this. So Diana's looking like unhappy about the whole thing. She wants a program. And I'm like, well, is it really that big of a deal? Do we really need to do this? Do we have, do we have that type of money where we're just like basically throwing money at things? And uh, now I have to spend God knows how much on something just so that one person's name is on it and another person's name is not on it. And a typo is fixed. Do we really have to do that as it is? It already sucks. Because I spent $200 and we're not even going to use the fucking thing. I got half of mine to just uh, take the stack of them and write and write it in, you know, with like with a pen and then just cross out with like a Sharpie, my grandson's name. Maureen says fire her as a mistress of ceremonies. Problem solved. What does the mistress of ceremonies do anyway? I mean, it's a wedding. 
And she walked down and say, attention, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Here we are. It's time for the wedding. You know, she like the PA announcer. So I'm a little confused about all of this. Oh my God. So it got kind of weird. Um, the suggestion was made. Why don't we just reach out to this place that printed these and say, will you do this again? Like maybe they've got all the work done. They just got to hit print and we'll pay for the supplies. It can't, there's no way it could cost that much, right? Kenny makes a great point with people. Look at those things for like 10 seconds. I'm detecting a little uh, momzilla. Do any of the Zaniacs have a printing shop? First of all, we don't use that term. Second of all, no. No thanks. Josh says, so when are you having them reprinted? LOL. Shut up. You know, you're probably right, though. Josh, are you coming to paintball on the 23rd of October? Okay. Kenny says, I'm a Zaniac and gives me the finger. Yeah, you know what? Go ahead and talk to your friends then and enjoy your time out, loser. There you go, scumbag. Way to go. Way to be part of the loser team. There you go. Enjoy that. Zaniac. Kiss my ass, you stupid idiot. Okay. I love this sheriff in Florida. Part of um the recovery of the damn hurricane. You know, these people at Fort Myers Beach. Their 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 homes are destroyed. What they have left is like nothing. And then audio check, video check. Looters are now taking advantage of the situation. Check this out. And this sheriff, what he is recommending people do. And as if the devastation from Hurricane Ian weren't enough, survivors in Fort Myers, Florida, are now reportedly hiring private security companies after a car, guns, other valuables were looted from their homes. Here to react is Polk County, Florida Sheriff Grady Judd. Good morning to you, Sheriff. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. I mean, this breaks your heart. You heard Michael's there, story. He doesn't- by the way, is there any female on Fox News that is not hot as hell? No, even insurance will cover it. They denied him at first. He just doesn't even know where he's going to go from here. Imagine the devastation and not having a home that you've worked your whole life to, to pay for. And now we're learning there are people looting. Tell us the details. Well, I can tell you that I was down there with my colleague, Sheriff Marcino, this weekend, and it's total devastation. You know, and people have a right to be safe in their homes. They have a right. Look at that, by the way. My God. For their property to be safe, even when part of their boats out of the water away. And these looters, that's unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. I would highly suggest that if a looter breaks into your home, comes into your home, while you're there to steal stuff, that you take your gun and you shoot him. You shoot him so that he looks like grated cheese. Because you know what? Okay. 
Shoot the looter so he looks like grated cheese. Looter that won't break into anyone else <laughs> and take advantage of them. How about this guy? The most vulnerable and the most weak. Yeah, I know that the residents were saying, you loot, we shoot. Many of the residents <laughs> say that they are armed. And they should be. You loot, we shoot. I love that. Armed. You've, you've got to help law enforcement. At this particular time, law enforcement is stretched thin. I've got a team of people down there and helping out. But see, law enforcement is made for normal times and short-term emergencies. We're all going to come together. The community's going to come together. And if there are looters that think they're going to take care of these people, they may break in, but they should be carried out in a pine box. Oh, yes! That cuts against all laws and all reality. So the sheriff is saying kill people. Just start shooting. You have the right and your property has the right to be safe and secure in your home. What's left of it? Yeah, Brett Caldwell, a resident, said uh, he said a total of eight people looting he's talking about. He says it's so heartless. Everyone lost everything. You would think people would have a little respect, but I guess not. Thank you so much, Sheriff, for coming on with us. Angela, I'm glad to be with you. And those kind of people don't respect anything yeah. except jail cells. Well, we respect. They don't respect anything except jail cells. Well, we don't know that. Respect law enforcement. And we're so sorry for everything y'all are going through down there. Uh, hopefully people who can't go down there to, to help will send money to Samaritan's Purse so that it's distributed to all of y'all. God bless you, Sheriff. Thank you, Angela. Keep us in your prayers. I will. Thank you. All right. Well, I love that guy. Uh, that is fantastic. Shoot them until they look like Swiss cheese. Uh, you loot, we shoot. Or grated cheese. Oh, my God. Who cleans up the blood afterwards? The seagulls. Oh, man. Yeah, I am a, uh, a a fan of that guy. That is sweet. Holy crap. All right, moving on. Kanye West is uh is in some deep shit. By the way, uh his his name is is now is it it's Y E. So I, do I say yay or ye? I think it's yay because it's K A N Y E and it's Kanye. So I think I need to call him rapper yay. Which just sounds ridiculous. Uh, he's starting to spin out again. Uh, he was on uh, some show talking about uh, his ex-wife. or his, Is she still his wife? I don't even know. Uh, now this dumbass is locked out of his Twitter and his Instagram because he's taking a run at Jews. He's been locked out of his Twitter account due to a violation of Twitter's policies. Twitter did not specify which policies had been broken, but the action came not long after West on Saturday night posted an anti-Semitic tweet in which he threatened to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. I'm getting ready to go DEFCON, but he spelled DEF, DEATH. DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. In the tweet, which has since been removed, West also wrote, the funny thing is I actually cannot be, it can't be anti-Semitic 
because black people are actually Jew also. Okay, uh, I'm a little confused. The move comes shortly after West's Instagram account was similarly restricted by the platform's parent company, Meta. After West posted screenshots of an alleged conversation with rapper Sean Diddy Combs, in which uh, Kanye suggested Combs was being controlled by Jews. God. He wrote, I'm going to use you as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. The thing about Kanye West is he has an ability to take the shortest sentence and make it confusing. Uh, West wrote, uh, Instagram has since deleted the post. Kanye West's week consisted of, um, uh, this is from the American Jewish Committee. They tweeted out, Kanye West's week has consisted, I can't even read, has consisted of incoherent rants laden with racist and anti-Semitic undertones made on the country's top cable news program. And he was on um, Tucker Carlson. Anti-Jewish posts shared with his 18 million followers on Instagram. These posts are dangerous, and here's why. And they, um, let's see here. They have specifics as to why that's a problem, but I don't want to get into it. Holy shit. Well, uh, that's great. Enjoy that. If you're Kim Kardashian and you married that guy, there had to be a point that there was a little voice in the back of your head that was like, I don't know, you know? Uh, and, And I'm not saying that every woman who uh, ever gets married, doesn't listen to that little voice in her head, but she definitely did not listen to that little voice in her head. My God. Jesus. Um, In addition, Kanye, uh, let's see. He wore a White Lives Matter shirt at Paris's Fashion Week which Sean Combs later criticized leading to the alleged text that West posted on Instagram. West was photographed in the shirt alongside conservative uh, commentator, Candace Owens, uh, Hannah Gay, a senior research analyst at Southern poverty law center, which tracks hate groups said in a statement to CBS nudes that both uh, West and Owens have a proclivity for high profile stunts designed to troll liberals and that their use of rhetoric popular among some on the racist fringe goes to show that these slogans can become normalized and part of the broader right-wing vernacular through repetition. The phrase White Lives Matter emerged as a racist response to the Black Lives Matter movement in 2015 and has been adopted and promoted by white supremacist groups and sympathizers, according to the Anti-Defamation League. Holy crap. What an idiot. Um... In this story, there is um, an unrelated post that um, has reminded me that I want to show you something. Uh, Rex Chapman, who's a pretty good follow on Twitter, he just posted um, last night 
a clip from the New York City Comic-Con that is um, really, really uh, catching fire and going viral and going all around the world. And it is a reunion of Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Of course, Christopher Lloyd, Doc, Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly. And uh, these two have uh, reunited. And this is a fantastic, fantastic clip. Um, And it stands out that um, uh, uh, Michael J. Fox now for three decades has been battling Parkinson's disease. And and it appears to be uh, in this clip, uh, you know, affecting him in a more uh, uh, outward way. All right. And um, you'll see a lot of his movements are, um, are are hindered to some degree, but he's still out there and he's still saying, hey, you know, let's uh, let's get together for the fans. I thought that that's fantastic and uh, nothing but love in this clip. OK, so audio check, video check. Here you go. Michael J. Fox has to have a person help him out. It looks like he's starting to do for the fans. Either that was a movement from Parkinson's or he was doing the Marty McFly when he's doing duck walk on stage like Chuck Berry. I think he was there. He was doing the guitar as best as he could. That guy is leaving who helped him out on stage. And then here comes Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Oh boy. Get in there. Gives them a hug. Yes. How awesome is that, man? Oh, Jesus. Not a dry eye in the house. You know, um, I look at the comments afterwards, and there's a lot of assholes in the world. There really is. There really are. Um, if you, uh, Rex Chapman actually wrote, if you need me, I'll just be here watching this on a loop. This person wrote, Fox is wasted. Come on, man. This person, what happened to Michael J. Fox? Come on, man. Jesus. In 2006, Rush Limbaugh mocked Michael J. Fox and accused him of faking his symptoms for political gain. I hope someone shows Limbaugh this video and asks, do you still think he's faking? Well, I don't think anybody can show Rush Limbaugh anything. Uh, This person wrote, wow, is Michael J. Fox okay, or has Teen Wolf been hitting the sauce a little bit too hard? For fuck's sake! This person says, seeing Michael J. Fox is kind of uncomfortable. I mean, I get it. I wouldn't have said it, but Jesus. And then that starts the war. Lloyd's looked the same for 25 years. Sad to see Fox, though I disagree. It was great to see Michael J. Fox. All right. I love this too. Look at this, this tweet here. You got three instances where Michael J. Fox is hiring, uh, hiring is hugging 
either the character Doc or, in this case, Christopher Lloyd at this Comic-Con. Awesome. Makes me want to cry. But I can't. Jaja83 says, man, life sucks. I'm tearing up. It's going to be okay, man. He's an absolute treasure. Michael J. Fox. Okay. Uh, the open and live stream of the Eric Zane Show podcast brought to you by Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-914-4070. If you need flooring installed in your place, reach out to Bennett Flooring Installation. Again, their number, 616-318-0167. If you are in West Michigan, this is who you want to call. The flooring that I want you to uh, purchase that you're going to have installed, you need to get it from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Two stores. You got the main showroom. I'm not asking you to go there first. I'm asking you to go to the discount outlet first because that's the best uh, chance to save money on the best uh, top-selling brands in flooring. They buy it by the 53-foot truckload at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. They set it up inside of the warehouse, all right? And then you walk in, and you look at the lowest price anywhere in the state. You add into it a 10% discount when you say my name, and you're going to save big money. It is worth the drive, even with gas prices being as ridiculous as they are, to get to Johnson Carpet One in Granville, Michigan. Please mention me so you can save the cash. You don't say my name. Say my name. Say my name. Heisinger. You're goddamn right. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Go there for the best burgers in town. Okay? It's well worth it to get over to Hudsonville to uh, check out my friends at Bosco's Pub. Please mention my name. All right, I got the Patreon when this show is done. Patreon.com. Slash Eric Zane. Love that. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. All you folks on Patreon, very, very appreciative for you being there and uh, enjoying the podcast. And, you know, as it goes on Patreon, that is supported solely by your dollars and cents. There are no sponsors on the Patreon. It is a after show kind of for this podcast. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I put 15 hours of content up there every single week on the Patreon. So if the free podcast is something you love, but it's like, boy, I wish it was longer. There's plenty more where that came from. And it's all on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. I need to take a break. Your old pal, Eric Zane has to go tinkle. Okay. And I will be right back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're going to hate this next woman that I'm going to feature on the podcast. Uh, centers around a, um, a daycare worker in Mississippi. And uh, this chick, these are like, you know, three, two, three-year-old kids. And the daycare worker thought it'd be a good idea to put on the scream mask and get in the kids' faces 
and go rah. So, okay. Now, if I was a parent and this have found out and there's video of this teacher uh, traumatizing these children, I would probably want to shoot this bitch in the face. But, and I, I, okay, I have said many times that I hate being frightened, like when Diana jumps out at me. And I've often said that that's a horrible idea because you could kill somebody. But for some reason, when I watch this, seeing those children, seeing these children freak out and cry makes me laugh. But I still think this woman should be shot. So talk about being torn. And then at the same time, after I watch this too much, I start to feel bad that I'm laughing at this. <laughs> Corey writes, watching other people's kids get scared is hilarious. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a, you know, I, well, I'm a pretty twisted fuck. All right. Audio check, video check. This is how uh this is how it unfolded. Oh my god. Look at the kids. It's it's snack time. All they want to do is eat their snack and have their little drink and this crazy bitch at the daycare is pulling this shit. No, I take it back. I don't like it. It's it's too it's too much. It's just too much. Come on. I I I laugh in theory, but Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Oh. Oh my God. These kids think they're gonna die. They think they're going to die. Look at this one. He's covering up his face. She's losing <laughs> There's, There's more to this. Holy shit. This one can't help eating. She's going to be. She's, she can't stop eating despite this. She's a future fat ass. The black kid's like, I ain't scared, motherfucker. Oh, oh, no. This is a sadistic, twisted bitch. I can't take much more of this. Shit. And this fat idiot. Okay. Well, you get the idea. Holy shit. Uh, Aram says this idiot likes to see the kids scared. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if her vagina's wet. 
That's how much of a kick I think she's getting out of this. Oh, my God. I mean, you would think that it, when she started to do it and realized, oh, fuck, and then yank it off and then and then try to try to turn it around or something. But no, she just stayed into it. Oh, God. It's fucking gruesome. More on this. Uh, Mississippi daycare workers fired after the stunt. A Mississippi daycare worker wiped away tears as she apologized for scaring the children. Staff members at Lil Blessings Child Care and Learning Center in Hamilton, Mississippi, were trying to put a scare to the kids. They thought it had been bad, said a whistleblower in a Facebook post. So they were punishing the kids. Four employees at the facility were fired following the incident, according to the local TV station. Uh, I think there is a... um, local story that goes along with this. Disgust and outrage. It was shot at a child care center in Monroe County. It shows a daycare employee wearing a mask and intentionally scaring young children. It's been viewed thousands of times since it first appeared yesterday and the comments are brutal. The owner of the daycare has been quick to respond to what happened on that video. WTVA's Ethan Foster has been following this developing story all day. Ethan is live in Hamilton right now with the latest. Right now, I'm here in Hamilton, just across the street from Lil Blessings Daycare and Pre-K. And the owner at Lil Blessings said that right now she is talking to her lawyer for her own legal protection. But she did tell me that she made the decision to fire four of her employees linked to those videos you've seen blowing up on the Internet after she found out what had happened. The people that did those acts are no longer with me. They were fired. And... um, I wasn't here at the time, and um, I wasn't aware that they were doing that, and I don't condone that, and I, I never have. And um, Poor lady, works her whole else. It's not like she's getting rich running a fucking daycare, and these fat bitches that are in there traumatize children. She's going to get sued. I just wanted to say that um, it is being taken care of. From what we know, videos of two accounts surfaced, one from mid-September and one from October 4th, but both showing a now-fired employee intentionally frightening young children while wearing a mask. The owner said Look at she expected that chick's laughing at it. show today after the controversial video released. One woman was dropping off her granddaughter this morning when she heard the news for the first time. Learning about it, I would have fired him on the spot. Yeah. That, that would be my reaction to it. And my employees did something like that. Yeah. And she said she believes the daycare owner didn't have anything to do with the inappropriate behavior seen in the Facebook videos. I know of her. I know her enough to know that she wouldn't allow that to go on and know about it. Okay. Just a little I know about her. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. Oh, God. This is hard to watch. Trust in little. The blood. fucking kids running away and the stupid bitch is chasing her. What an asshole. And now they say it'll take some work. To build. Uh, how about the uh, the fat bitch who was laughing? 
You know, this is a small town. She's going to have to move. All these people, everybody's going to know who they are. All these hillbillies are going to have to get to move out of town because they're going to wind up dead. Build it back up in the future. Yeah, it would definitely take security. Look at this guy. Cameras, it would definitely take uh, oh. uh, more. This is the guy who his daughter was seen in the Facebook video, if you're just listening to the audio. More leadership, more, more. I guess, better management skills, uh, not leaving immature employees, you know, responsible of these little kids and their lives. Now, the release of these videos has left some parents feeling like they just can't trust little blessings with their children right now. However, there are still a handful of parents who feel the exact opposite. I wouldn't send my kid there just because this is where they were traumatized. Those kids are probably going to feel really, really bad when they go in there. Like, holy fuck, what's next? As soon as the door opens, they're like, oh, shit. Now, coming up at 6 o'clock tonight, you'll hear from some of those parents who say they still trust little blessings with their children's safety. Reporting live here in Hamilton. Yeah, I don't... I don't uh, doubt that i'm sure that they uh would be fine just the kids are fucking traumatized man you holy shit there has to be some way you could prove damage stevie says oh my god my friend's brothers used to scare me all the time and look who i look how i turned out Okay, I don't know how to take that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what you're trying to to say there. Are you trying to say that you're fucked up, or you're not fucked up? I mean, I know you, but I don't know you that well. I mean, I know you like your toes sucked and shit. Is that what brought it on? <laughs> All right. How did the video get found out? Somebody posted it on Facebook. I saw it on uh, a New York Post story. Maine says, why are they shooting video anyway? They're looking for the viral viral sensations and lawsuits. This isn't content you share with the parents as proof uh, that they were enriching their lives. No, you're absolutely right. And and then the whole idea of, <clears throat> you know, I mean, you, 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 you're not supposed to shoot video of kids. Um, that's There's all sorts of problems here. You know, I don't, um, I don't know how this lady stays in business. Uh, Amanda says, no, I know it's making me laugh. It's picturing little child Eric in that class, punching that chick that scared him. No, man, I would not. I would have been so terrified. I would do that now. I would cry and run away now. Even though I did at one point punch my mother-in-law in the face. Oh, God. It's a miracle I actually went to see the, see that film over the weekend. Seriously. Smile. Mm. All right. So that was an absolute catastrophe. I have another catastrophe to share with you. My pal, Dr. Jim, uh, sent this along. And this is so screwed up. It is um, some school in Florida. Every year for like homecoming, they have a, like a bonfire and it's a big one. You know, they, they get like all sorts of wood and, and pallets and shit and stack it up and they light it on fire. And then, you know, the band plays and get ready for the big game. 
Well, um, they've done it the same every year. But for some reason this year, a bunch of shit went wrong. And uh, there, it's like an actual professional who lights the thing on fire. And they have like some type of accelerant in there. And then the guy lights a flare and throws it in the fire. Well, something terrible happened. Audio check, video check. This is from the local news. Seen tonight out of Mosley High School when a bonfire turned into an explosion. Check out this viewer submitted video. See the guy bands ratatatatatatatat. You know the snare drum playing and all. He's he's got the lit flare. He's just gonna throw it on the pile. Watch this. By the way, the guy, everyone's okay. No one was hurt. Amazingly, I don't know how this guy right here is not dead. So we're totally... Holy fuck. What? Holy... Jesus. Okay, wait a minute. I got to frame by frame that as best I can. Okay, he's just thrown it. He's looking at it. He's 10 feet away. Oh, it's now starting. Here it comes. Oh, he's right here. Look at that's the guy. Oh my God. How was he not hurt? So we're told a Bay County Sheriff's School Resource Officer lit the bonfire and ended up exploding. The fire exploded. BCSO tells us the deputy is fine and Bay District Schools officials say there are no other injuries. It happened at tonight's homecoming festivities, an annual event that includes a bonfire. Bay District Schools sent out this statement tonight. It reads in part, we are investigating the cause of the explosion because we did not deviate from our usual bonfire lighting procedures. Again, we know the explosion was disturbing <clears throat> and we sincerely apologize to anyone who was concerned or scared as a result of the loud noise. We appreciate all of the calls and texts checking on us and our students and we're grateful that our usual safety protocols prevented anyone we're grateful that our usual safety protocols prevented anyone from being very close when the explosion happened. Yeah. Okay. So that one worked out. From being very close. I, I wouldn't give yourself credit for any safety after that happened. The explosion occurred. So okay. Now what I love about this is a news guy here is going to go to this tote board or whatever the fuck it is where they can send a text and you can actually... It's like a giant iPad. And so you can see the exchange between the news station and the person in charge of the school. It is important to know that the Florida Forest Service is not issuing burn permits at this time due to dry weather conditions. Uh, we reached out to Bay District Schools and asked if they had gotten a burn permit for tonight's bonfire. Here's what BDS's Director of Communication, Sharon Mahalik, said to us via text. We asked, did you have a burn permit because they're not issuing them at this time? Okay, so they're trying to catch them, get them in some type of trouble. Hey, do you even have a burn permit? <clears throat> Which, frankly, if nothing had happened and there was no explosion, no one would have given a shit if they didn't have a burn permit, you know? And time. So he shows the giant text of the exchange. Mahalik says we are still investigating the situation and we'll have an updated statement 
in the morning. That means no, we did not have a burn permit. At this time, there's no word as to what caused the explosion. Bay District School says they are investigating the incident. I'm guessing gasoline. You know that it was something like that. Holy shit. We didn't do anything cool like that when I was growing up. (laughs) Corey says, please make the text bigger. All they had to do uh, was read it. They didn't have to show that they sent it. That is funny. Amanda says, put it in reverse, Tear. Oh, my God. There was, um, how many times do things like this have to happen? Bad things have to happen when you're having a gigantic fire before people actually uh, stop doing this. Do you remember uh, a Texas A&M University? They would have this enormous bonfire, and uh, it was a structure that they built with, like, the School of Engineering. And it involved like cranes and, and and huge logs bound together to make like a several story high structure, like five stories tall. And these fucking people are doing this. And sure enough, it collapsed and like people died from this thing. Didn't they didn't even get a chance to light it because the fucking thing it looked like 9-11 ground zero when that thing fell down. Oh, my God. I don't know. Sounds like a bad idea. No, thanks. Okay. Thank you to uh, Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance, mypolicyshop.com. Uh, if you are without health insurance, I can't stress this enough. I want you to pay attention because... The anxiety that you are living with right now for not having insurance for you, health insurance, or your family. Oh, my God. Um, It doesn't have to be that way. There is help, and all you need to do is reach out to Frank, and he will hold your hand every step of the way. And I am not kidding you. You can have health insurance, excellent health insurance, by the end of the day today. You're just not aware of the options that are available through um, healthcare.gov or the marketplace, sometimes known as Obamacare. Uh, I've been utilizing this through the government for the past four years. It's worked flawlessly, and it will work for you too if your employer does not offer health insurance or you are in between jobs or perhaps self-employed. All you need to do is reach out to Frank. 616-914-4070. Say it with me now. 616. Save it into your phone. 616-914-4070. Call or text. Eric sent me. I need health care. He'll handle the rest. Do exactly what what he tells you to do, and you're going to be golden. You can also just go to buyinsurancehere.com. Takes out an extra step and fill out the form, and you're on your way. You don't pay Frank a dime. His services, his time, his expertise, it doesn't cost you anything. That's the best part of this. this This type of effort is also in place for if you or someone you know or love is getting set to turn 65 and they're going to be utilizing Medicare and Social Security. MyPolicyShop.com, 616-914-4070. We've got comedy going on this weekend. 
I believe usually it's a Thursday through Saturday deal. Fullhousecomedy.com. Let's see who is appearing this weekend. Uh, wow. In fact, we don't have shows this weekend. Next set of shows happens. The following week, you got Eric Newman at Billy's Lounge. And he's also going to be at the Park Theater. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Cummins from the Time Suck uh, podcast is in town that same week, Friday and Saturday at the Listening Room and at the Park Theater. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday for Dan Cummins. Okay. The Symphony of Insanity Tour. Kelsey Cook is at uh, the Grand Rapids Comedy Club next weekend. So there's a lot happening. On into November, Michael Rapoport. He's got shows at the Park Theater, Creston Brewery. It's going to be great. Kevin Nealon, November 10th at the Grand Rapids Comedy Club. He's very, very funny. Um, tickets for these and all shows at fullhousecomedy.com. Looking for a car? Sarah Honda Granville. SarahHondaGranville.com. I suggest going in person, test driving whatever car you want to buy, what brand new vehicle. Uh, choose whatever they have that you'd like to take a test drive. And then you say, yeah, I love this car. I want it. And they go, yeah, that's great. Well, you can't get it. And you say, why? And they say, because we don't have any. What? How does a dealership not have cars? Well, this chip shortage is still a thing. Okay, so what do I do? Well, you sit down with me and you pick out what you want on that car. Everything down to the color, whatever, everything down to the knobs you turn. That's your custom-made car. And then some dude at some plant somewhere in America goes, ah, I see John in Granville, Michigan wants a car. And then they build your car custom. And then it shows up a couple weeks later. They prep it, put gas in it, put the floor mats in it. They hand it off to you. That's how it works. On the lot, they have hundreds of certified pre-owned cars, which are like new right now. You can just uh, walk in and drive drive away with a brand new car. So, uh, I should say certified pre-owned car. SarahHondaGranville.com. Speaking of cars, I saw this article that I think is um, kind of a wake-up call. There's a video that's annoying that goes with it. This dude is a YouTuber. He um, does a lot of car shit. Hoovy's Garage Channel. Tyler Hoover is his name. And this dude buys a lot of old vintage cars and, like, uh, shoots YouTube videos. That's how he makes his content. And, like I said, he's annoying as fuck. But uh, he's got a video that he just made. It's way too long. I'm not going to sit through it. But in the video, um, he's just purchased a brand-new Ford Lightning. That's the uh, uh, EV entry from Ford. And I'm here to tell you, this thing is a fucking joke. All right. First of all, you're going to pay north of $100,000 for this piece of shit. Uh, The best charge you can get on it, uh, on this particular vehicle, is 230 miles. He shot this video because he wanted to show the consumer how awful... This thing is when you start to tow anything. So his plan is to take his 
uh, E whatever it is, your F one fifty Lightning, and go pick up a uh, an expensive car, an old car that he had just purchased from some some guy. So he's got to drive like thirty two miles one way, and he is towing an empty trailer. So the towing capacity on this thing is like seventy five hundred pounds. So it can tow a lot. But what they don't tell you is if you start towing anything on a Ford Lightning, uh, your trip uh, range is going to be greatly reduced, like by more than half. Oh, my God. Audio check, video check. Here you go. That's almost 90 miles of range in 30 miles. Are you serious? That's nuts. What a joke. Welcome to Hoobie's Garage, the dumbest automotive channel in all of YouTube. And this is my new 2023 Ford F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck. And it is towing my new 1930 Ford Model A pickup truck that I bought. What a rich fuck. He's got a $100,000 truck and he's probably buying a $300,000 car in old school Model A. For my show Car Issues on Motor Trend. Now, I towed with the Model A today uh, quite a distance and it was a complete and total disaster from beginning to end, starting with having to film this video out of order because it was raining so hard. So I already know what's happened, but Fast Hoovy is in for a huge surprise when it comes to towing with this electric Ford Lightning. So let's start with the specs. This is the standard range battery Lariat. So it's the luxury model, but the smaller battery, which means a max range of 230 miles. By the way, I don't know how long those batteries last, but the car is going to last long. The truck is going to last longer than the life of the battery. And I'm pretty sure that if you have to replace the battery on this car, it is very expensive to do that a max tow capacity of 7,700 pounds. If you got the big range battery, your tow capacity goes up to 10,000 pounds, which is very, very impressive, but you have to deal with the range. Now, my plan was to make two trips up today to see the car wizard down and back, down and back. It's about 32 miles each way. So that's about 64 times two, 128 miles round trip. I had this thing charged to just over 200 miles when I started my day. So ample margin for error when it comes to range and towing. And also considering the fact that the trailer was going up empty two times. The trailer is aluminum. It's only 1400 pounds and it was coming back with two vehicles, the Model A being one of them. The other one was going to be a much bigger challenge, testing the max of its tow capacity, but it wasn't even worth trying. So let's go back to a young, <laughs> but equally handsome, but blissfully ignorant Hoovy as he set off on his journey. He talks about himself in the third person all the time. Well, we're not off to the best start because I've already lost three miles of range just loading up the trailer and pulling out of my neighborhood, which, uh, I mean, maybe a quarter of a mile. This guy reminds me of, uh, what's that actor in Jurassic Park? Hopefully that's not how it is for the rest of this trip, but this trailer, like I said, it's aluminum, less than 1,500 pounds. This truck shouldn't even feel it. I mean, <laughs> the acceleration is ridiculous. And that's the only time I'm going to do that because I want to save the range, but also if I strap something down and floor it like that, it will most definitely fly off. The torque is just unreal, but we're going to conserve it because yeah, now it's 195 and we have not got a mile yet. 
Well, I am not very optimistic here because we have already used 20 miles of range to go 10 miles, not even halfway to the Car Wizards with an empty, very light aluminum trailer and the range is dropping that quickly. I gotta do two trips, not, not just one, two trips, but I will say this is a very, very comfortable, nice riding truck. All right, this thing is a fucking $100,000 golf cart. They are shit. I am sorry. Oh my God. What's going to happen when Joe Blow, uh, you know, uh, hooks up a, a, a camper? That's impossible. They're, they're, it's not going to be able to do anything. Or think about the uh, work that you would want to do in a truck. Uh, would it go 200 miles without the trailer? Probably. Probably. But, I mean, seriously... People use trucks to do work and to tow things, boats, trailers. Oh, my God. If you, what the fuck? I would be so pissed off if I, um, if I, if I hooked it up and that haven't spent all that money on that car and it doesn't do what a truck should do, you know, tow stuff. So, all right, I get the whole deal about its impressive speed, it quickly, uh, how quickly it accelerates, but that's, who gives a shit? That's not why people get trucks, you know? So I don't think that, um, uh, that this is going to catch on. I think that eventually we're going to get to a point in the future where these things are, aren't, aren't going to be viable in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Aram says, how can it be that sensitive to the trailer on wheels? Yeah, I, no idea, dude. I, I mean, all I can tell you is that this guy, as this thing unfolded, um, he, he described it as an absolute disaster. Uh, the 64 mile journey, he only went there and back. He didn't do the two trips. The 64 mile journey sucked up 150 miles of range from the lightning's battery. Oh. So, I mean, if you're the, uh, if you're the guy driving that thing, um, and you get to your, your destination, if you don't have the ability to charge it, you're stranded. The clip highlights an important point, extra weight and drag deal a significant blow to the electric vehicles range, which can, which can make towing with them tricky. Gas trucks lose efficiency when towing too, but with them, it's easy to pull over and put fuel in it. Running low on energy in an EV means stopping for 45 minutes at a fast charging station and paying a lot for that. Other towing tests with EV trucks have yielded similar, though less dramatic results. Car and driver hitched a 6,100 pound camper to each of the three electric pickups on the market. The Lightning, the Hummer EV, and the Rivian R1T. At 75 miles an hour in 85-degree conditions, maximum range dropped to 100 miles for the Ford, 140 for the Hummer, 110 for the Rivian. Edmonds noticed a more modest 26.7% drop in efficiency when towing a Tesla Model 3 with the Lightning, but it stuck to 55 miles an hour for its test. Electric trucks have tons of torque, so actually pulling lots of weight is not an issue. For uh, Ford, for its part, built tools into the F-150 to reduce range anxiety while towing. Tools? What, so you can take it apart? 
Owners can load details about their trailer into the truck to receive better range estimates, onboard scales, weigh the trailer, and adjust range predictions accordingly. The so-called intelligent range feature also factors in weather, road grade, and data from other Lightning owners to fine-tune mileage estimates. Still, why did the U.S. put all of this um, uh, importance on EV? They should have done this to hybrid technology. That way, the consumer doesn't pay as much for such a uh, for such an item, and it isn't so much of a problem to repair it or anything like that. And you're still getting an excellent amount of mileage. You know, um, there, there I've, there've been uh, studies that have done this, that in the long haul, the EV, uh, isn't nearly as economical as some would like it to be not even close to a hybrid. And, and we are not ready. The infrastructure is not ready in any way, shape or form for all of these electric vehicles to exist. And now we have states in the United States who right now are saying, yeah, uh, by year 20, whatever, all gas motors will be illegal. There is no way that that is going to happen. That is not going to take place. I just find that to be a pipe dream. And I don't think that that is feasible in any way, shape or form. Uh, pulling lots of weight is not an issue unless you have to go more than a few miles. No, that's true. Elon Musk said it just is not feasible. Solar panels require to be facing the sun at certain angles and it just wouldn't yield shit. Oh, that's what you're talking about. You guys are talking about solar energy on cars. Yeah, I don't know. When are they, you'd think that they would come up with a plan for uh, uh, nuclear powered cars. Probably not the best though. If someone gets in a wreck though. $7,000 to replace a Prius battery. And that's a lot different than uh, the batteries on the EVs. Those are uh, uh, nickel batteries as opposed to lithium, which are much more expensive. Yeah, I don't know, man. We're in a weird spot, that's for sure. I think there's a movie out called Who Killed the Electric Car that I need to see. Uh, I'm in the market for... Um, for something to watch. And I, 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 like I said, I cannot watch the new Dahmer thing. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to watch the Dahmer tapes, but even that might be too much. Uh, I need something to watch. Somebody suggested, I think it was Amanda suggested. I watch the shooting at the, uh, at the country concert. What was the guy's name? Jason Aldean. I don't even know. In Las Vegas, I can't watch that either. Either it's it just seems ridiculous. I think I'm getting soft. All right. You should watch Ted Lasso. Kenny says I think that's that that's a good idea. The Dahmer tapes are something else. Yes, separate show on Netflix. It's real dialogue, documentary style from the attorneys of Dahmer with the recordings that they made when they were trying to build a case for him. It's quite good. Okay. Um, not a ton of time, but I do want to get into this. Uh, Draymond Green, the uh, basketball player. Um, man, Jesus Christ. 
I didn't realize how bad this is. Draymond Green, um, he plays for the Golden State Warriors. He slugs some guy in a video that is uh, that is going around. And what's interesting about it is um, when the video was uh, was not leaked, and then so people are like, all right, yeah, Draymond says sorry, all good, no big deal. But then the video comes out, and now there's a, a hell of a lot more of a problem. And that's usually the case. You know, it's the old Ray Rice thing. Ray Rice really didn't get in trouble till months later because – uh, of the elevator video once it was seen what he did to a significant other then the shit started to roll downhill really fast so the video of draymond was leaked and now the warriors are like how the hell did this happen it's practice footage and this is ugly oh my god so as it uh, as it goes the uh his teammate jordan Poole was kind of like standing off to the side. There was a break in in, in the action. And um, Draymond Green gets into his face here. Audio check. Video check. Here we go. There's no sound in this video. But uh, you see it, it indicates Draymond right there. And Jordan is right here in the in the light jersey. Draymond over here. Not sure what the hell's going on. Doesn't look to be any type of interaction. They're just standing there. Not sure what is said. Green is talking. I don't see much other than uh, Jordan Poole ignoring him. And now Draymond Green is is walking over to him. He's not happy about something. He's going to get in his face. So he gets in Jordan Poole's face. And Jordan Poole's like, hey, get away from me. So he says, get away from me. And he shoves him. And watch what Green does. Ultimate punch. He he knocked him the fuck out. Oh, no. And what a lightning fast, hard, heavy punch that was. Jesus. Ooh. Slow-mo. Get away from me. Oh my God, his head. Ooh, this man should be in jail. That is, that is ugly. And so, uh, now, uh, he's saying, yeah, I got, after this unfolded, now he says, I'm stepping away from the team. Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green offered a public apology and announced he's stepping away from the team indefinitely. They That was not going to happen if that video does not leak. As soon as that video was leaked, then he said, yeah, I better step away because the optics here. I mean, that was a, uh, a horrible, horrible clip. My God. Um. So now with him leaving the team, he says, I'm going to continue to stay away as I've been away and continue to do work on myself, but also just give the guys space. These are all words you use when you're in deep, deep shit. Green said in a news conference Saturday, I do want to give my team some space. I want to give Jordan some space. 
And then also take a few days and continue to work on myself. You should be in fucking jail. Take some time to let everything breathe, he says. Green initially apologized to Poole and the team on Thursday before practice, then immediately left the facilities and went home. In addition to a team-wide apology, Green said he has apologized to Poole individually and has also offered apologies to Poole's family. But Green doesn't know how this apologies have landed with Poole. Uh, Jordan's feelings are the most important. And to be honest, I'm not sure how he feels. Now, that's a lie. Draymond Green's a piece of shit. He always has been. He, he's just trying to save face here. That's not a bridge we have crossed yet, nor should it be a bridge we've crossed yet. Yeah, if you are the Golden State Warriors, if you believe in what's doing and doing what's right, well... You all saw him beat, uh, knock the shit out of him. You should have uh, waved him immediately. You should have cut him immediately after that happened. That's a horrible look for the Warriors to not do anything. No punishment for that guy. And then not until, and then when it gets leaked, now there's a story about how the Warriors are uh, actively trying to find out how that video was leaked. And it's like, well, who gives a shit? how it was leaked at this point, you assholes. Um, why you should not be worried about that. You should be about worried about the health of, uh, some of your athletes who this hothead is, is causing concussions and punt. There's no way that this guy is healthy after that punch. I mean, he knocked him right the fuck out. That is, that is hideous. So the warriors, should just uh, kick him off the team immediately and then set that message to these jackasses who think that that's appropriate behavior. I think he should be done in the NBA, frankly. If you're going to uh, injure another uh, one of your teammates like that, oh, my God. Um, Friday, a video was leaked, which prompted Green and the Warriors to mutually agree he should spend more time away from the team. I, I always hate that, that whole, yeah, because the video's out, now you're going to get in trouble. Shouldn't be that way. And the Warriors have launched an investigation to find the source of the leak. That makes it look even worse. I watched the video 15 times, maybe more, because when I watched the video, I'm like, yo, this looks awful, Green said. It took the video for you to realize how bad it looks. This looks even worse than I thought it was. It's pathetic, he said. That's from Draymond. According to Warriors coach Steve Kerr, the video leak has impacted the way the team has been able to move forward from the altercation. Well, yeah, because now the world knows that you didn't do anything. The video leak isn't impacting things. Draymond Green punching that poor guy is what impacted things. You asshole. In 32 years, Steve Kerr said, I've probably seen 20 plus flights, uh, fights. It should not make it out of our walls. So he's more concerned about people finding out about it. You're an idiot. Uh, when things are kept internally, it's almost easy to handle, he continued. Yeah, because he's a star and you just swept it under the rug. As soon as things are leaked, all hell breaks loose. They should. That affects every single player, coach. It's not like if you had a camera in your family and there was a family dispute, would you really want to discuss it with the world? No. Well, I'll tell you what. If uh, I punched my wife and there was a camera there 
you damn well better believe it's going to have more of an impact in me not treat punching my wife in the face than if there weren't. So everybody involved in this is an asshole. You shouldn't be allowed to just walk up to somebody and punch him in the face like that. That guy should be in jail. He's a total dick. And so are the Golden State Warriors. It's a late entry for asshole of the day right there. Okay, we are uh, limited on time. Speaking of that, we will get to the asshole of the day. You can make your suggestions at Eric. uh, I'm sorry. At, uh, on the chat of the live stream for those of you that uh, uh, participate in the live chat. But before we get to that, as always, I have to wrap up with my great sponsors who help keep the doggies fed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. In five years, they'll be changing out lithium batteries on uh, Ford Lightnings. 616-532-6600. For Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. You don't have to have a hybrid or an EV, though, to get your vehicle repaired by the best place to get your vehicles repaired. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. Thank you to A&E Heating and Cooling. If you are in the market for a new furnace, this is who you need to call. Uh, hell, throw in an AC, too. Uh, the number one uh, repair facility that will take care of you making that house call, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. You need a furnace tune-up. It is uh, time to turn on the furnace. For just $79, you can get that call and schedule it at A&E Heating and Cooling. I got a realtor. Not a realtor. Pardon me. I have a mortgage guy. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Mention my name when you reach out. NMLS number 3035. You can still get, well, they'll get you the best rate possible. But as you know, rates have gone up because of the Fed increasing the interest rate. But still, get pre-approved for a mortgage today. You can also get money out of your home to pay off a high credit, uh, high uh, interest credit card. God, I just cannot talk today. 231-332-6505. Kent County Health Department, if you uh, need to take advantage of the WIC program, they're there for you, and uh, you can just reach out, accesskent.com slash health. Uh, don't go hungry. Keep the food on the table with the WIC program. Accesskent.com slash health. We got a paintball event coming up on the 23rd of October. Rick from TC Paintball. Reach out to me if you want in on paintball. October 23rd, that is a Sunday, 4 p.m. I want to see you there. Pizza party to get started. It's just over two weeks away. Just under two weeks away, actually, at TC Paintball. And book your own party today. Walk in, drop in during the week. Saturday, you got to book it. You got to schedule that at TC Paintball in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And last but not least, my friends at Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider. For the Eric Zane Show podcast. The asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. All right. Ford for making a shitty truck. The Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green. 
But, you know, seriously. The crazy uh, bitch scream mask at the daycare. My God. I can't believe you thought that was a good idea. That was hideous. That was hard to watch. Sorry about that. Uh, Thank you to TC Paintball for bringing us the asshole of the day right here. That is you. I'm tempted to call the daycare facility, but I I feel bad for the owner. Uh, Part of me is like, nah, I I can't even do that. The story is is, is, uh, terrible enough. Jesus. Uh, Chris in Maine with the stupid comment, the, those parents of those children for raising weaklings, you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. Asshole of the day suggestion, Columbus Day for delaying getting rid of the NFK's shit. God, I can't believe how much feces was on his hand this morning. Jesus. Okay, that's it, folks. Thank you so much. I'll be uh, doing the Patreon bonus podcast in a little bit. Check it out, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Till next time, thank you and bye-bye.